Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blood. Welcome to the Armour Report. It's uh, Monday. Uh, 9-16, September 16th. Thanks for joining me. I'm your host, Brett Rosenthal, and this is a show, as always, about stock market investing for those of you who are new. ARMOR stands for Algorithmic Risk Management Research. So we always uh, begin and end our investment process looking at risk, trying to determine how much capital to commit and when to protect it. We use algorithms to do it. It's all proprietary What I share with you on this call is information I'm using in my own personal portfolio and for that of investors I I manage capital for. Um, Topics today. We're going to go over um, three basic topics today. Number one, I'm getting questions on the desk about how to invest when a war breaks out in the Middle East. Do you run out there and buy oil stocks? We're going to talk about that. We're going to take a quick walk down memory lane and look at a couple of previous armor reports from July that kind of crystallize what we're doing in the energy space. Then we're going to talk about how to build the right dividend portfolio from a risk standpoint. I just want to share with you, especially beginners, when you're trying to build a passive income portfolio, some things you have to think about to structure it correctly. It's not all about jumping for the best yield possible. So we're gonna go over that real quick. Then we're gonna wrap up with a further discussion on precious metals, gold and silver. Um, I'm gonna go over six key facts again that are driving the breakout in gold and silver this year and what we think is gonna happen here, how we're gonna manage our risk and what we're gonna do as the price comes down. So let's jump to it, don't forget I am sharing my information with you, proverbially, or, you know, what I like to say is um, you can give a man a fish he eats for a day, right? You all know this. You teach him how to fish, he can eat for a lifetime. That's what I'm trying to do here. I'm not telling you what to run out and buy today. I'll leave that up to other guys who are uh, trying to pump and dump stocks. I don't do that. I'm talking about risk, managing your portfolio, managing your net worth, building it over time and sharing with you ideas out of my playbook from 30 years of doing this, okay? So um, do we run out there and buy energy stocks in the midst of a, of a war? I remember when I first got into the business, um, I think it was around the first Gulf War, I ran out there and bought calls on um, – um, British Petroleum, because we were rolling into uh, um, Iraq, I think it was the first time. Um, lost money on that. Okay, I'm going to share with you hard-earned, you know, facts. Um, wiped out on that trade. First of all, I don't recommend buying options ever. But I was having fun then. I was young. I ran out there and bought some options. Tanks are rolling into Kuwait. Okay doesn't work guys now if you want to trade on a very short-term basis you want to be in and out on volatility 
I'm going to leave that up to you. That's not what I do on my desk. It's not what I do with my hard-earned dollars. I create an investment plan for myself, and I execute it ruthlessly regardless of news stories that try to get me off my game. That's really investing in a nutshell. When the TV's off and you're looking at your finances and you're trying to build a portfolio, you come up with that strategy without the noise. And then you have to do your best to not let that noise change your plan. There are very few pieces of news noise that should change an investing plan. Example of one of them, okay, the Fed makes a decision that's radically different than people think. Okay, that would be a reason to go back and look at your investment theme and say, how should I restructure my portfolio? The Fed is adding or reducing liquidity, and it's different than what I thought. There's a reason to change a portfolio. Um, a drone strike on Saudi Arabia should have absolutely nothing to do with how you run your long-term portfolio. Okay, so traders do whatever you want, but I don't even trade news like that. So let's look at what we are doing with oil. Today's just a bonus. If you look at the YouTube channel, Armor Report, and you go back to July 22nd and July 8th, I outlined that we were buying shares. The reason we thought we should be taking positions for us. I wasn't telling you what to do. I was telling you how we're building our own portfolio. But we like the, the pipelines, the energy pipelines. They had a yield of better than 8.5%. This is in July. So when we look to build out a passive income portfolio, some yields are 8.5%, some yields are 4.5%, right? So the pipelines have a higher yield, a little bit higher risk. They're also structured as MLP, so they pass through all their, all their cash flow. And I showed you a chart, and I said – Looks like we're making a bottom in here. Looks like oil's making a bottom in here. And if that's the case, we're going to be able to collect 20 cents a share, which is the dividend payout from AMLP, Alpha, Mike, Lima, Papa. And at the very least, on an investment like that, I just want to be able to collect that yield and have the principal be steady. So let's go look and see how we're doing so far in that, in, in that investment. Okay, first of all, here's oil. There's a price of oil. So in the grand scheme of things, even the rally in oil today, up like, what, what is it, 9, uh, 10, 10%, 11% now in USO. But if you look at the weekly chart of USO, it doesn't really do much. So we have this, what seems like a major trading event or something in, in the Middle East, but really it hasn't done a dramatic amount to the price of oil. It just looks like oil has been bottoming for the last couple of years, and it continues to do so. Now, could it break out of this bottom, and could this be the thing that gets it going? It's certainly possible. We don't know what's going to happen next in the Middle East. There's a dramatic understatement. We don't know what's going to happen next in the Middle East. So we can't make an investment strategy based on some guess of what's going to happen in the Middle East. This could escalate and get worse, and it could not escalate. I, I, who knows? So let's get back to managing a portfolio, protecting our capital, taking the right investments. So 
do I run out there and buy a bunch of energy stocks? Well, first of all, be careful. Some of the international energy stocks have Middle East exposure. So if things get a lot rockier over there, I don't know, this has a negative effect. For instance, Schlumberger, right? I've talked about that stock a lot. Five plus percent dividend yield stock is up on this news. But ultimately, they have a lot of, I would assume, risk in the Middle East, right? Look at what they do. They service wells all over the Middle East. So you, you got to be very careful what you decide to jump at. If I, if I was to increase a part of my for- portfolio uh, because of this news, which I'm not, but if I was, I'd focus on U.S.-based assets at least because that would, that would appear to be the biggest beneficiary of problems in the Middle East. And so I just focus on my favorite investment. Boom. There's AMLP. So the, the, the principle's gone nowhere. My principle's gone nowhere. If you go back and look at our July um, uh, videos, we're I- anywhere between nine and three quarters and $10 a share is the price when we were talking about reinvestment. And the price ran up above 10, went to around 10 and a quarter. Price dropped all the way down. As you can see on this chart here, this is a weekly chart. Okay. Now we're back up to around 950 and we've collected a couple dividend payments. Well, not since July, but since we've owned it here on our desk. So 20 cents a share, we've collected over 40 cents this year in dividends. Okay. So we're right around break even on this position collecting dividends. As this base is out and we see a base in the energy price. So to wrap up there, I'm not running out there and buying a whole bunch of different energy stocks just because there's news like this. I do like the pipelines. I, it's part of my yield portfolio. Um, I wouldn't use this news as a reason to run out there and, and add to it today. It's, it's up, you know, what, 15 cents at 9.52 AMLP. It's like I wouldn't run out there and buy it just because of this news. Um, but certainly if this escalates and things get worse in the Middle East, then U.S. assets get more and more um, compelling. So that's my view there on, on, uh, on energy. So let's talk real quick about how to structure the right type of passive income portfolio. You don't – here are some do's and don'ts, right? You don't want to just chase yield. We talked about that last week when we looked at Taylor Brands. Right? The higher the yield on an individual stock, there's usually more risk. You can get high yield in the REITs. You can get higher yield in the pipelines because they're structured to pass through cash flow to the shareholders. Um, you have to think, how does different interest rate environments and different market environments affect um, my dividend structure? So I know some guys who just run out there and buy utilities and REITs and call it a day. That portfolio looks great right now, but long-term, when rates back up, that can have a negative effect and, and, a, and a, um, a larger negative effect on those types of portfolios, XLU, IYR, the ETFs of REITs and utilities. So right now, rates are in a free-for-all, so those things are doing great. But at some point, rates reverse, they go higher, what have you. Who knows? Maybe... This week, the Fed disappoints, okay, and, and doesn't keep collapsing rates um, or does it at a slower pace. Who knows? 
My point is, if you have a dividend portfolio that's, that's um, only geared towards rates, it's going to have much more volatility when rates change and go against you. So I like to have a piece of those investments in my portfolio. Then I like a piece of energy, okay, dividend payers. Because if, let's say, here's a scenario, the economies start to heat up. There's a trade war. The war ends. Everyone has a kumbaya moment. All of a sudden, worldwide growth accelerates. You're going to see a decline in utility stocks, but a rise in energy stocks, right? Because as economies heat up, I'm just giving you a very basic beginner's guide to how this works. There's many different moving parts. But in a perfect world, let's just say that you get a heating up of the world economy that's bullish for energy stocks. So your principal goes up as you're collecting your dividend there. But you would probably see utility stocks go down, right? So you want to build a, a portfolio that can withstand. You're trying to collect passive income. You want to pay your bills, and you don't want to see your net worth attacked in a meaningful way. So you want to think about where you put your pieces. You've got some in the medical stocks that are paying a nice yield. You have some in energy stocks paying a nice yield. You have some in growth stocks paying a nice yield. The yield's lower. Maybe you're getting 35 to 4% in some growth stocks. Let's say I'd throw in, let's say, an IBM, for instance. Okay. I think that stock's resurging. I've had this conversation with you guys before, so you know I think IBM is in the turnaround process. But I'm just saying you could go out there and own some, some areas of growth. You're going to pick up a yield a little bit lower. Then you take some aggressive moves um, looking for a higher, a higher yield, but not in individual stocks that have a high yield. We learned that in Taylor Brands. So you go with things like some of the pipelines, okay? And you build a portfolio that can withstand different economic scenarios. So you don't have to go in there and disturb your passive income portfolio. So I want you guys just to think about that. I just want to share that with you today. And then let's just quick wrap up here with a discussion about um, the precious metals again. I'm going to go over six topics here. Not topics, but six points to remember. So I talked to you a couple weeks ago. I highlighted precious metals. Major breakout, pulling back now right around the 50-day moving average on the stocks looking for the metal to come down a little bit more. It would be nice if it did, down to the 50-day. It's still above. Key facts to remember. Gold is now a Tier 1 asset. Okay? Talked about this last week, but it bears repeating. As of April, central banks can hold gold on their balance sheet because it's a Tier 1 asset right alongside U.S. Treasuries. So all of a sudden, there's a real reason to hold gold on a bank balance sheet, number one. Number two, the, the incentive to lease gold, which lease rates, and sell it into the market and put pressure on the price is gone. Lease rates are basically zero now. We have a, a fairly illiquid market. All of a sudden, this excess supply has been cut out, and we have an illiquid market. But we had this incentive to overlease paper gold so that there is more gold leased than there actually is physical gold. At some point, there's a day of reckoning. Now, this has been true, guys, for like a decade. So I'm not telling you something new. I'm not saying that this is going to turn over tomorrow. I don't want you to get over, over excited about it. But there's a massive 
problem right now. Way too much paper versus the actual metal that's around. And now we see that J.P. Morgan is in serious trouble from manipulating gold markets. I tweeted out last week that they've put on leave a couple of key, I think the head of their precious metals department, because other traders underneath him have flipped, have pleaded guilty to manipulation, to doing things that are illegal in the gold market. J.P. Morgan has a serious problem on their hands. It's a little fire, but does it light an explosion? We don't know. Now let's layer on top of this the massive amount of gold buying going on by Russia and China. Statistics. Um, Russia's put away $100 billion worth of gold this year. It's up 42%. Their gold buying is phenomenal. It's off the chart. China's doing the same thing. 100 million tons since December. 100 million tons since December. Both of those countries are moving away from U.S. assets and using gold as a source of value on their balance sheets. So we've gone from a period where central banks were selling gold into the market to a period where central banks are buying gold, taking it out of the market. And J.P. Morgan's in serious trouble from manipulating the asset, and there's more paper out there than there is metal. This is why we're focused on the space. Where do we put positions on? We're still working on that, right? Everybody's different. I'm not telling you how to do it. I don't, I don't know you. I don't know your portfolio. I couldn't possibly tell you how to run the money. So we all have different ways of doing this. But I share this with you just to make sure it's on your mind as a piece of your portfolio, as a way to hedge your risk, okay, as a way to, to manage your risk over time. It makes sense now, finally, after a decade of under, underperformance for precious metals to be possibly a part of your portfolio, all right? Um, I'm going to wrap up today, guys. If this has been helpful, you know, as always, it helps me. Give me a thumbs up. Let everybody know. I will see you here again on Wednesday at 1130, and we'll tackle some more issues. Any questions you guys have, let me know. I'd love to chat with you about them and certainly cover them on the next call. All right, guys, take care. Be safe out there. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. 